0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes
1: for it's dangerous to go alone.
0: This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I am Maverick Hunter Chops, and with me today we have... X glitch. Hunter Zando. did that on purpose. Because <laughs> I, I knew you both would start at the same time. Uh we have Mag- Maverick Hunter Lugnut, spoiler, and Maverick Hunter Glitch.
1: I haven't found all my body parts yet, so I don't know where they are. <laughs> and We know the Glitch loves to explore his body parts. Yes.
0: Ugh. Okay, let's not let's not this episode. Okay, that's After Dark uh, Legend of Retro episodes. But why are we talking about Mavericks, Chops? Well, we're really into Top Gun. So today, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about Mega Man X2, the deuce. Yep, Mega Man Electric X2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> was developed and published by Capcom and released in America in January of 1995. No specific date in 1995, just January. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was since 1995 it had always been in existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just showed up the, one day. Obviously the second game of the series of Mega Man X, not to be confused with Mega Man ten, which came out uh, 16 or 15 years later. <laughs> yeah, but is a 1 and a 0, not an X. So. Yeah, I know, but there were other Roman new rules that happened in the you know, anyway. True, true. Um, this game follows quickly after the plot of the second of the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny because it's you know you didn't get this plot development really with the original Mega Man series. Like they were all just kind of like yeah hey, Wily's at it again, but they didn't really like directly affect each other. Yeah, and um, so I, I thought it was. Pretty cool how that they are tying in the storyline right right away with the second game. Well what's interesting is uh so Kaiji and Ifune, you know, Mega Man's father, essentially. Uh this was one of the first games where instead of like focusing on like the art design and stuff like that, that he was focusing more on the planning, the producing, and the story writing. So it kinda makes sense that story kinda kicks in a little bit more with Mega Man X2 than it did in the previous games. Right, and I, and I think it was part of that was uh, this is becoming like the, I don't want to say the down the signs of the downfall of Kiji Inafune with Capcom, but it's like as he's taking more of a back seat, I think he's becoming less happy with being with Capcom. Yeah, and and some of the uh, the research I did, he he wanted Mega Man X, I believe X five to be written off as like that was going to be the end, like he didn't want oh, it really? to go on beyond that, and that's why X six is like. Yeah, Not good. Well, he also wanted Zero to be the main character of the X series, mm-hmm. so like, I feel like it's really mean that they just keep
1: destroying his character he
0: wants. Well, that was uh, another another point of uh, a little bit of contention. Is he he you know he came up with Zero who he wanted to be the main main protagonist, um, and uh, they thought it was a shame. He thought it was a shame to keep him dead, so he's like, well, it's we need to bring him back to life but you also can't make any drastic changes to the illustration of zero because it was like his, his his pride and joy. Basically it's nuts. Um, So when did you guys first play this? So it came out in in January of 1995. I probably played it sometime later that year. I didn't get it right when it came out, um, but I would have definitely played it sometime that, that year I I would have, I would have rented it from entertainment tonight, the video store that uh, LPJ famously worked at for a while. Um, yeah, that would have been my my first uh my first experience with it. I don't know when the first time it was I played this. I think I like quickly played it at a friend's house as a kid, but I didn't really play this game until I was much older. And um I, I don't even think I played it on the SNES. I think I played it on something else.
1: I uh I also rendered this from Entertainment tonight. I remember there was like this grouchy, smelly guy there too. that was always that was- like LPJ? oh my god I think it might have been (laughs) but uh yeah we played this and I I didn't buy it until years later but uh it I mean it's true to the series I love the storyline and I think it's even better than the first one and uh I mean we'll get into that obviously but uh the whole Maverick thing I I always thought was very interesting because it just they go from the robot bosses to the Mavericks and this one had a unique thing where they're they had the body parts of, of Zero, and you had to find them in the levels. Yeah, so um, as Zero dies at the end of Mega Man X One, <laughs> and
0: uh, he's he's being reconstructed in this one, uh, but you have to fight the there are X Hunters who uh, come out, and the X Hunters are Sergis, uh Sergis, Violin, and Agile. Mm-hmm. If you're able to beat them, you get his Zero's legs, his his body, and then his head, and he can be rebuilt um but that kind of leads into a whole other interesting thing um and there's so much to dive in with the x hunter characters uh so I, i'm gonna try to figure out where i should start so um the x hunters there are three of them as, as we mentioned and they have three unique kind of looks to them and they are all derived from sigma's original designs So like different ideas they originally came up with what sigma was going to look like in the first one uh they just kind of combined those three to make Sigma look how he is. And they kind of uh, deconstructed Sigma, if you will, to, to make these characters. So if you look at agile, the, the you know, the tall, uh, the tall X under, and you look at his face compared to Sigma's face, it's very similar. <laughs> um, and then the, the the design of the body for violin is very similar to what um, Sigma had looked like. And Sergis uh, actually had ties to dr wiley um
1: yeah i see a they, little bit in there
0: yeah so there was a prominent theory that sergis was actually a robot avatar of dr wiley which explains so much like uh why he is able to reconstruct zero because the, in the the mega man lore eventually you find out that it was a, a blueprint or at least an initial design of zero was made by dr wiley there was a lot of um translation done and they they kind of when they localized it for american audiences they took out a lot of stuff uh so like his japanese profile specifies that his appearance resembles quote a legendary mad scientist who terrorized the world <laughs> and in his first radio conversation amid the radio distortion he refers to x as rockman x oh um, interesting but then in the in the american version the only people who refer to uh to x as Mega Man x are i believe it's uh sigma Sergis, and uh, Dr. Kane. The only one who referred to him as Mega Man X. Everyone else just calls him X. Yeah. Um, he also at one point says that uh, Zero is destined to follow him, later clarifying that it's, uh, he's one of Wily's numbers. So there's just a lot of, of ties between Sergis and you know, the idea that he was going to be a Dr. Wily uh, robot avatar. Um, his final words in the Japanese game are, it, uh, are being defeated by the robotic memento of light yet again. Such regret. and for whatever reason
1: they took that completely out of the american version of the game yeah because it doesn't make sense without realizing it yeah it is part of wiley basically Mm -hmm.
0: which is not hard to see like i guess it it could be hard in game if you're not looking at artwork of it but yeah yeah he's a he's a small hunched character with a a (laughs) weird mustache it looks like an old man Mm mm-hmm uh, the three Xanders' names are all after uh, named after French words. So, Sagesse is uh, is French for wisdom. Violin is close to violent in French, and agile is uh, French for agile. So, they're all kind of a French naming theme for those three. Characters. Interesting. I wonder why they went with those specific ones. I mean, the uh, agile is a very agile character. Is he jumps around and swings a sword at you? Violin is just big and violent. <laughs> And Sergis, if he's supposed to be Doctor Wiley's avatar, it makes sense that he would have the wisdom to be able to do to uh, make up all of the uh, to re- build Zero. essentially. Well, then there it is. There's reasons. <laughs> yep. I um I also think that this game does a good job of, along with those unique characters, and and the the Mavericks, which we'll get into, um, just the the story can be changed based on if you fight those three or not. Mm-hmm. And that was re- unique to me because in X you didn't get something like that. Yeah. There wasn't really anything that changed, uh, changed what the events of the game, other than like you defeat a certain level and then you go, like if you defeat uh, launch octopus, then uh, the, f- it changed like f- mammoths is, stuff. is flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. It just changed aesthetics of levels, but it didn't actually change the story how it worked and they brought that back a little bit too in um in megaman x2 like uh depending on the levels um i believe if you've beaten Flame Stag, the love the lava flows slower in his stage and oh, if really? you b- beat wheel gator the next time you go through the the tank that you're riding on is in shambles oh that's cool yeah so just uh just small
1: things like that are are,
0: are thrown in the game as
1: well the lava section in flamestag i i had such a hard time with that i remember What's interesting is, is the lava doesn't,
0: like, when it's surging up after you, it doesn't kill you. It just, I mean, it can. It just takes down your health every once in a while, but it's not like an instant, you touch lava, you're dead kind of situation.
1: Yeah, but you're blinded at, the, at that point. You can't really yeah. see, like, where you're going or where your character is. Yeah,
0: and it's possible to, to get caught under one of the uh, the ceilings and get crushed as the screen goes up. Yep. Well, that was a staple of the X games, is the, the, the bottom-to-top scrolling kind of Obstacles or movements mm. um, is is huge in it, and like if, like I always hated though always did. But like they were <laughs> they're stressing me out. I I'd, I'd probably die at least once. But mm. it made it way more unique than the Mega Man games, which is consistent left to right movement.
1: Yeah, because right. there's even those enemies that will like fly up and then grab the two sides of the wall and like pull them in towards. Pull you. them in, Yep. Yeah,
0: even and the bosses had some of the bosses had a lot of vertical movement. Involved in, in their actions and whether or not you could see them off screen or not. Yeah, Morph,
1: uh, Morph Moth.
0: Morph Moth and um, Flame
1: Stag just straight Flame up tagging.
0: had a giant giant vertical thing where he leaped off the walls like Sigma did in the first game. Mm-hmm. And so the story is that these guys are bearing Sigma Sigma uh, symbol. Um, so you're going out as X to fight them and figure out what's going on. And after you beat the eight mavericks you go to the and or do you go to uh, their base in the, the north right in yeah the north pole or north Pole. <laughs> yeah then behind this whole thing yep the whole time um mm-hmm. and you so you fight sigma again and, and zero makes an appearance at the end if you've collected his body parts he it's like a shadow version of, of yeah, if- zero that you fight no, you don't, you fight, don't him, fight him. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, a, fight him. it's the black armor Zero, and uh, as you're about to fight him, like Sigma tells you, he's like, I've got a friend of yours who uh, has a bone to pick with you. Seems you let him die, and he's not too happy about it. And then as soon as he's, he's like, I'll let you guys sort this out, the real Zero comes in, kills the, the, the fake, and says, you must have read the blueprints wrong, Sigma. There's only one Zero. Right, but if you don't collect them, you do fight Zero. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and that's it's a, a tough fight. Oh, yes, it's the, probably the hardest fight in the whole game
0: really yeah, for sure yeah it's yeah. even tougher than sigma
1: yep. yes i would say so so
0: the thing about zero fighting him and i just did this uh, because i was trying to to uh, finish the game without getting the armor enhancements because that also like zero will show up in the credits more if you do that um when you fight zero it's like fighting uh in street fighter where your your bullets kind of block out each other so you're throwing fireballs and they cancel your shots cancel each other and when he's not shooting, he's got armor, more or less. <laughs> and he, it's really hard to hit him. And when you do hit him, even with a fully charged buster, it only does like one or two bits of damage each
1: time. Yeah, <sighs> and he also has this move where he punches the ground and all the like debris kind of floats up. So as you're climbing the wall and t- trying to rush to the other side, you get hit by it. Yeah. You have to be like so high in order to avoid it. He's got some really, really cool animation.
0: Like, I I haven't fought Zero like that in so long because when I play these games, I tend to go, like, full collection. Um, Yeah. And so fighting him again, I was like, man, I don't remember any of these animations. Like, this is, like, he's extremely well animated, and this is a very hard fight. He's gigantic (laughs) compared to Mega Man. No, he's he's about the same size. Well, I mean, in general, he's just so much taller. No, he's taller than Mega Man in in this. Or Zero? Yeah. No, he's the same size. By a very small so. margin. I think he's bigger than him. I, okay. I just did the Zero fight like two hours ago. And <laughs> the credits that he looks gigantic to him. Well, that's because Zero is, is like standing straight up versus X
1: who's like still in an action pose. Oh. Either way. Um, so yeah, you have to collect from each of the X-Hunters a part of Zero. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is if you just ignore that, And kind of just fight the other bosses at a certain point only so many of the x hunters will reappear right so if you defeat too many of the mavericks then you can't get all three of zero's parts which is, is something you don't realize the first time playing like oh there's these enemies that are randomly coming up on each stage uh i need to fight them before you know i can't i don't have an opportunity to and their
0: boss fight rooms are hidden so it's not like in Mega Man X3 you have to fight bit and bite and they're just like in normal level progression, you have a chance to find them. There are some some areas where you just straight up wouldn't see them if you didn't search them out. And there's there's extra boss entrances to the other the the regular Maverick hunters in some of these levels.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I read that online. Uh, I don't recall that. Yeah, I don't remember that either. <laughs> and I've played this game like three times in the past two months and i don't recall it the the maverick hunter like the, the the specific mavericks having different doors the only i think the only one is maybe bubble crab and it's not necessarily a uh, a different door to fight bubble crab as much as it is a you bypass part of the level i'm gonna look for it in my notes go look for it because I, I like i said having played this pretty thoroughly i don't recall them having a different uh Different entrance.
1: Uh, the dialogue between X and Zero at the end, though, is always like super interesting because if you do find all his parts, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm here." You know, it's good to see you. I'm gonna go destroy the core, and he like punches a hole in the floor. Yeah, and he's like, "You take care of Sigma. I'll go take care of this." But if uh, if you don't find all of his body parts and you have to defeat him uh, in the battle, because yeah, and if you do collect all his body parts, Sigma presents like a greyish Zero. But if you don't, he's, you know, the red colored zero with, you know, uh, after you defeat him in the battle, he's like, Oh, uh, I feel bad. And then X is like, do you remember me? Zero? No, not really. I am going to go defeat the core. And he's like smoking. And then X is just like, Hey, yeah, by the way, I don't have time to put you back together. I'm just going to go fight Sigma.
0: (laughs) I read it wrong. I was reading it wrong. It was it was each of the stages has an entrance for the X-Hunters. Not yes. Right. Yep. Sorry. I, I read that wrong. I apologize. Yeah, right. you have to
1: pay attention to where the X-Hunters are before you enter the level because either they're at that stage you're about to go to or they're not. So you can just walk up to that room and nothing happens.
0: Yeah, you can't even open that gate,
1: which is real interesting. The very first, like, whatever
0: the first level you play, because the, the X-Hunters don't show up until you've beaten at least one boss. So you can find this door and be like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, nothing's going on. <laughs> no explanation. But the also, um, go ahead, Chaps. I was gonna say the, but the, I, I had when I was watching the speedrun of this, I looked up the see if anybody had done the maps for these to see like how they were laid out. And like I thought X had big maps for some of the levels for the Maverick Hunters. But X2, some of these levels are just mazes and so many extra paths you can walk down and they're just expansive they're, they're big uh, did you guys get that same
1: feeling yeah in uh in wheel gator i always remember having a really hard time like finding the correct path to go through because there's a ship and i feel like you could either walk towards one of the x-hunter rooms but sometimes i feel like there was a path that didn't even lead to that it was just another way to get towards the end
0: yeah there's a there's a, a chunk at the end of wheel gator stage where it's like you need to to break tradition and go left to get to, to to fight Wheel Gator but you can still go right and there's like a couple power ups and it's like a significant way down so you're like wait what What yeah. the heck <laughs> but I don't, I don't recall them being anything like too too crazy they are long levels but I, did, I never thought they were like look up the maps when you get a chance and you can see just yeah, I'll comparatively have <laughs> how big they are it's
1: crazy it definitely steers away from the first Mega Man X's just linear path mm-hmm. right? With the exception of you know the armor ups and getting all the hidden bonus stuff, which this game has as well,
0: I really enjoy the look of the armor in this one. Yeah, this one the, the armor starts to stand out a little bit more. You see the the spikes on uh, on X's helmet versus just the it's it looked like a different skin mm-hmm. <laughs> on uh, on the first game where there were no accents on any of his uh, on his parts other than just a different color. But they did bring, the, like we mentioned, they did bring the armor upgrades up, so in four of the different levels you have uh, capsules you can find to enhance your, your dash, your armor, your buster, and your helmet. Uh, and they do significantly different things than in the first one. Uh, the buster's still kind of the same, where you can uh, charge up your special weapons as well, but it also has a, a two-part... Uh, it's almost like a, like a tail on it.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, like a it, comet. If,
0: yeah, like it shoots out the first one, and if you shoot it again, it'll like break that apart so it spreads. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. The the dash
1: boots, like you. So first off, you have the dash from the beginning of the game. You don't have to unlock those oh, anymore. That's awesome. By the way, I love that because I mean, if you played the first one, you're already kind of used to that mechanic. So it's nice they kept it. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then the dash boots in this one allow you to do an air dash, which is pretty cool. Um, the helmet helps you find hidden areas in the game, which I the first time I got, I was like, what the what the heck does this do? Like, why is this even here? But yeah, it, it helps you find hidden. And there's only a couple of them. Uh, hidden areas or if you need to find where uh the heart tank is or whatever if you're so long as you're on that screen it'll help you find well because there's like in one of the levels there's a heart tank immediately in the start it's just not on screen right and so like i could see why that would be helpful yeah and wire sponges stage as soon as you start you jump on the left wall climb up and go behind something that otherwise you wouldn't see and that's the heart
1: tank i'm not gonna lie i never figured out how to use the helmet
0: Oh yeah, you just have to use its power and then you just press the fire button and it'll it'll like the little square goes across the screen and if you're near something it will like go across and it'll stop and then like quickly go to the area where it's at. It helps you find some hidden rooms that are that are that look like they're intentionally blank, but if you power up um what's his name? Morph Moth's power, it'll like collect a whole bunch of power ups. So it's a quick way to fill up your uh, your sub tanks as well.
1: Nice. So as you had- yeah, so the sub tanks. You had sub tanks. You had the hearts, which obviously mm-hmm. increased your health. And then Xander, what happens if you collect all of them and get to Sigma Stage three? So very similar
0: to uh, Mega Man X one, where you got the Hadouken, and this one you get the Shoryuken, which is the Dragon Punch. Which, as as much as I I like it. It's it's not as satisfying as the Hadouken because there's no sound effect of Mega Man saying Shoruken yeah, <laughs> Like that's, they do with a, a Hadouken, it was so funny. That's true. It's also a lot harder to pull off, and it's oh, not yeah. not all enemies die from it right away. <laughs> For example, yeah, Wheel Gator, I don't think dies right,
1: right away, right?
0: No, all the Mavericks do, with the exception of Morph Moth, because Morph, Morph Moth, Moth has two different forms. You right. can like hit him once with the uh, when he's in his like cocoon cocoon form and then you can hit him once again um and then there are certain i want to say there's other bosses that take two hits or whatever but the really dangerous thing about it is you are invincible when you use it but it does that like arc that takes you all the way up to the top of the screen and then you drop and you have no control over where you drop yeah. right so if you're not and, s- smart you could jump into spikes or a pit or what have you and what what did the chess piece do the chest piece, um, not only did it increase your armor and your ability to take damage, but if you took any ballistic damage, so any kind of projectile, it would charge up and give you a, a full screen damage attack. Oh, was that useful? Did it actually kill stuff? It killed anything that was on the screen with the exception of bosses. Oh, okay. But even then it would do a fair amount of damage to them, but it had to, the only way you could recharge it was by taking damage. Mm. I and, it had to be and then you could only use damage. You could only use the Shuruken with full health, right?
1: Only with full health. Yep. The room to get to the the Shuruken is a little tricky too. Yeah, you
0: really have to utilize um, the, the stag the dash crystal,
1: hand. Yeah. Yeah, the stag
0: dash and the the crystal snail uh, freezing power, which all the almost every one of the weapons in the game impact movement in some sort of way. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. So you've got the the wire, uh, the wire sponge, the the grappling arm holds you. Um, the charged up flame stag power allows you to, to do a second air dash. Uh, what else was there? The crystal thing like freezes enemies, so like mm-hmm. you can just pass right by them. Yep. We um, get
1: to areas you can't, like jump higher.
0: Yep. Um, what are where were some of the other ones? Uh, Bubble, yeah. Bubble crabs fully powered up thing allows
1: you to jump higher in water,
0: which is the way mm-hmm. to get the the sub tank in that level.
1: The heart in uh, was a crystal snail. His uh, the heart to get that one was such a pain.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So you have to you have to get the ride armor and you have to do a dashing jump and then like float for as long as you can and at the last second you need to jump out of that armor, let it fall into the ground, ala Mario and Yoshi. And then you'll have to also already have the wire sponge grappling arm thing uh, yeah. equipped so that you can jump out and then grab the wall.
1: Cause if you don't, you fall just short of the, of the ledge. Yep. Yeah. It's quite, I had to look well, that one up. when I wanted to try and get it cause I just couldn't figure it out. I, I thought maybe I didn't have a power up. I was missing something. And then, yeah, it's a tricky one to get. Grapple.
0: And then what about the one with a dash cycle?
1: Oh yeah, so that one I don't even do the dash the, the
0: ride or the or whatever the bike is called yeah. uh, in um, Overdrive Ostriches level. You have to like not only have all the ramps down, but you have to perfectly time your jumps and everything. And then once you get to it, you because the, the bike can go over spikes, so you have to ride over that. And then you also have to turn it just the right time that your oh, yeah. bike fishtails to get that yeah. piece, and then you can keep going. So if I just you don't use, you just die. Yeah, so I just use the um, the stag dash like i'll do jump and then an air dash and stag dash and try to aim it just right that i get the heart piece but then i hit the spikes and i'm dead
1: <laughs> yeah so it's not too big of a deal uh the I other think one that one's still easier than the the crystal snail one
0: yeah and the wheel gator uh stage you have to have the stag dash powered up in order to do an air dash and then do that and then land just above the spikes like that one's a difficult one too so they really up the up the difficulty of trying to find some of these Yep. yeah uh, this is also one of the, o- actually, I think the only game to have you the the final level is a repeat of Magnus Centipede's level. So as you go through the stage uh, at the end, Sigma was originally supposed to tell you, like, hey, come back and fight me in the in whatever lab it is. And so you have to go back you don't have to necessarily go back to that stage but if you select the final Sigma stage you start up at the same beginning as of uh, Magnus Centipede. You're like, wait what the heck? I've already been here. Yeah, I noticed that. It was a uh... 'Cause I, I don't i done didn't get very far in the game. But I thought that was kinda cool. It was like a little bit of a re, it was a little bit of a reuse of a level, but I thought
1: it was okay. Yeah, I remember being really confused too. Yeah, in the Japanese
0: version, um, Sigma asks X to meet him in the central computer after the rematch with the eight Mavericks, but in the English version, that conversation doesn't show up at all. That's so weird. Because it's supposed to be more of a surprise, like, oh, what else What else is behind this? And, of, of course, it's Sigma. Like, they're trying to hide the fact that Sigma's back. It's just like, oh, it's the Sigma virus, but Sigma's there. And, and all um, the robot, all the Mavericks have Sigma's symbol on them. Like, but who right. could be the bad guy? <laughs> the, um... The bosses, the, the, the Mavericks, I'm be honest, I'm not really impressed with their names. Their names are kind of meh. That's kind of a common theme with the Mega Man X series, though. Like, the first one was interesting, uh, and they, they was like, oh, yeah, these all make sense. And then beyond that, like, why are sponge? This thing looks more like a cucumber. Why so is it a- I, I looked up what he's based off of. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what he's based off of? He's based well, off of a loofah, if I remember correctly. A correct. loofah, that's correct, which is <laughs> a part of um, the, it's a sponge gourd or called an Egyptian cucumber. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is inedible when it's ripe, which it, which is why it's being used as like a scrub brush because it's very fibrous and hard, but it can be used when it's unripe to be eaten. Uh, but it's not, not typically made for that or grown for that. And, I just don't understand like, cause like the, the, the aspect that they show and when you call it a loofah, like it's typically known as it's hard and ripened version, but what they use in the game is the unripened green, like fruit version of it, right. which has no basis in my mind as a loofah. Like uh, I just, it, it's so strange that they use that as a enemy. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, we I mean it's also I mean like Mega Man X had Boomer Kowanger, and nobody knew what a, what the heck a Kowanger was. No, but I'm I'm much more on board with a weird named unknown thing than a loofah. Maverick. Right. That's fair. <laughs> and but like my favorite was probably either Wheel Gator or um Flame Stag.
1: Yeah, the Flame Stag battle is probably my favorite.
0: And he looks so cool. He's got flaming yeah, antlers. Yeah, he looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I think objectively, Mega Man X Two
0: might be the best of the Mega Man X games. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, I, I could see that. It's it's very smooth. It's very polished. Um, it's really unique levels. The yeah. levels are so different from each other.
1: I love and the X Hunter. I love the yeah. X-Hunter aspect of it. That's probably yeah, my favorite thing. Absolutely. That they added.
0: And it's got like the first opening stage, just like the original one, but it, mm-hmm. like you're on you're on a bike in the beginning, which is sweet. Like it's a really cool opening and you crash it into one of the guys, <laughs> which is awesome. And um, the boss
1: battle on the first stage is pretty crazy and epic. The there's giant a gigantic, robot. Yeah, huge mm-hmm. robot.
0: So like, I feel like, like you're right there, but it's just there's something about it that I don't think hits. As hard as x or x three yeah, yeah I agree. so with the uh, with the maverick bosses, the development team had considered holding the public fan submissions as they do with the the original series, but uh had decided against it because they didn 't want to uh, they wanted to like establish that x was a different series, but they were also um, Shotsuge, who's uh, one of the designers of the games said that with Mega Man, we wanted the players to feel certain familiarity with the characters, but it was our intention with the X series that they would have a, a world with a more hardcore feel to it. And we didn't want the bosses in this world to be cute <laughs> products of kids. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's kind of mean. We needed them to be solid characters refined by professionals. That's so mean. <laughs> like, I mean, you could say, yeah, we just didn't want to, hold them for the aesthetic of the game that we were developing not like mm-hmm. we don't want them to be cute and made by kids they should be made by professionals like that just seems really pompous yeah um, but i mean if you're if you're trying to go for a more hardcore kind of look it, it kind of makes sense and at least they, they were still like well we're still making like Mega Man seven and eight like you guys can still submit your stuff for that <laughs> yeah i mean it, i get that i get why but it's just the way they, they said it is kind of pompous to my opinion Do you want to know who the the production team thought the greatest adversary was in the game? Um, The player? No, the CX4 chip oh yeah that dumb 3d graphics chip that they're like forced to use yeah so the the cx4 chip was a digital signal processor that allowed limited 3d graphical effects like rotation enlarging and shrinking of wireframe objects so that's why certain levels have like there's a star that you have to fight there's a a sword that you can fight that can only damage the hilt and it's all wireframe even this the final boss with their boss fight with sigma is a wireframe sigma head which is supposed to represent the virus
1: yeah, uh, and, and they, they don't w- show health too when you're fighting him.
0: That's, yeah, like, but the color changes, so you yeah, know, at least does. there's that. But yeah, they they were they were instructed to use it in as many ways as possible, so if they Which were like just cost- definitely like inhibits their ability to make the game cohesive because whenever those things pop up in the X series, like it just stands out and seems weird to me.
1: Yeah, I found some glitches, exploits, and like an Easter egg.
0: Oh, I got one one more uh, quick note before we jump into to glitches and speedrun stuff. Sure. Um, the X Hunters. There was originally going to be a fourth. Uh, what they were they going to call them the Four Guardians, which, if I'm not mistaken, is what they eventually used in the Mega Man uh, Zero series. Uh, but there was supposed to be a female X Hunter. Oh. They just they they scrapped that idea, and Violin is the only when you go back and fight the character the x hunters and the the sigma stages violin is the only one that doesn't have a second form you're just basically refighting his first form again oh um, but yeah the that the the female x hunter and violin's second um version were cut out due, due to a lack of resources that darn Christian. csx chip yep
1: that's because they couldn't figure out how to give her normal boobs probably mostly. like yeah, we're, we're we just Nobody uh, knows what
0: that means glitch right now <laughs> yeah so at the time of recording just to kind of pull back the curtain for you guys we just finished recording a future episode where we go over the top 100 playstation 2 games and there's uh the when you listen to that in the future you'll be like oh that's what he meant yeah glitch is not being sexist yeah i mean a little bit a little bit it was um, ign's fault last uh dumb dumb trivia thing all of the bosses I mentioned before, all of the Mavericks, have Sigma's, um, Sigma's Insignia on their forehead, with the exception of one. You guys have any idea who that is? I'm going to give a guess. Crystal Snail. Incorrect. The moss thing. Incorrect. Flame Stag has it on his chest. He's the only one that doesn't have the symbol on the forehead. Could match with his with his cool flaming hair, I guess. Or his head just his, his head is arguably the smallest out of <laughs> all of them. Oh, and did you know that uh, Wire Sponge has a, a uh, different death animation if you kill him with his weakness? No. Yeah, he's he's weak against the Sonic Boomerang thing that uh, you get from Overdrive Ostrich, and if you kill him with that, he uh, he'll like stop, and his explosion won't happen at first, and he'll split in two like Frieza. Oh, and then he'll start to explode. Interesting. And then in Mega Man Extreme Two, which I think was the the Game Boy version of Mega Man X, uh, Mega Man X Two, his weakness is wheel um, flame stag, but he'll still blow up, cut in pieces if you hit him with that. Interesting. Oh. Even though it doesn't make any sense for
1: him to split in half if he's caught on fire. Right. So tell us about some glitches, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one that's just kind of funny, it doesn't really do anything. You can have Zero accidentally hit you when he's confronting Sigma after you've collected all three of his body parts. So if you got the Shuriken, well, as soon as you walk into the stage where Sigma is and you do it as far to the right as possible, you'll actually be to the right of Zero when he enters the room. Uh, so during that confrontation, Zero like shoots his beam at sigma but sigma flies away when he does that it'll actually damage you oh wow (laughs) um a more useful use of this is uh if you shuriken just slightly before that so that when you shuriken you land where zero is gonna punch the hole in the ground is the floor like already gone and you just fall no so when he punches the the ground you fall through but the dialogue is still going where he says he's gonna go destroy like the main core Mm -hmm. when you enter sigma's room and you don't like don't press anything the dialogue is still there you're actually invincible to sigma in his first form oh wow so you can damage him and destroy him without getting hit
0: man i'm gonna have to try that that's cool yeah try that for us xander stream it
1: um a couple exploits in the first game there's the bat that gives you the one up what stage is that that's uh armored armadillo yeah armadillo uh in this one it's in wheel gator the area where you get the right armor and you kind of go underneath the ship, you're like outside mm-hmm. of the ship, if you jump out of your armor and just get rid of it, the other riding armor guy will be out of his suit, and you yeah. kill him, he gives you a one-up, so you just kill him over and over. Oh, and neat. And go back and you get your one-up that way.
0: Well, you don't, re- the, the other interesting thing is unlike Armored Armadillo stage where you needed the one-ups to get the Hadouken, you don't need the one-ups. You don't need max uh, one-ups to get the uh, the Shoryuken, you just need full health.
1: We needed max one ups on uh, in the first one. Yeah, I mean you I needed them just so, so that you could continually die. Oh, oh just so die. you could die over and no, over. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I was like, to die a but don't you have to die? Yeah. <laughs> um, another exploit in the Crystal Snail stage. You can skip the mini boss. So oh, if that'd you, be nice. Yeah, if you don't land, that's the like the crystally robot guy. If mm-hmm. you don't land in the area mm-hmm. to the left where it you know starts the dialogue for it and like enters the fight you can just actually skip over that if you just do a dash and dash so far to the right you just kind of go past them mm-hmm. um and then the easter egg and i think xander kind of mentioned this if you don't collect all of zero's parts you get the gray zero at the end credits but if you do collect all zero's parts you get zero at the end credits
0: yeah
1: and that's it uh chops what did you get for speedrunning? So, um,
0: number one speedrunners. So there's a couple of different categories: um, in the any percent and a low percent. Any percent. The one that I watched was Narrow Underscore X2, who beat the game in 32 minutes and 29 seconds. Um, he got the all the all the armor upgrades, Shorukan, and everything like that. Um, and still managed to beat it in just over half an hour, which was, it was a really, really cool run to see. Optimize, Xander, I think you'd really enjoy watching it because um, they use the grabber weapon a ton throughout it to just fling X forward and the stag dash a ton as well. Um, But some of the the coolest stuff is just how they time um, the show Rukin on, on beating some of the bosses. Yeah, um, the most impressive thing I've seen on a speed run is getting the um, Buster upgrade and Wheel Gator stage without having any other enhancements because they just jump yeah. off the wall at just the right spot. And yep. I've tried and tried to do that and I cannot. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, there's I forgot what upgrade it was, but there's an upgrade where they're going around a whole bunch of spikes mm-hmm. as well, and just like navigating that gave me anxiety to no end. <laughs> but they did it flawlessly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have
0: to. I've only watched the uh, the I think it's GDQ run, and there were some mess ups on that. So I'll have to look up a world record run and see how crazy
1: that is. I do think it's cool that for that run, it's faster to get all the power ups and everything to get the Shuruken because it makes the boss battles that much faster than just to ignore them. The only right. thing he doesn't get is is zero sparks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Which um, if he, he does the
1: do the That doesn't really matter with that fight, <laughs> right? Uh, he does do something called the Magna Centipede Tailspin Glitch, and it's where you kind of get him trapped. It's it's not, like, super hard to do, but when you enter the fight, if you go behind him and just kind of hug the wall, like, j- keep jumping up on the wall when he does his tail thing, you can just keep hitting him over and over with the Power Buster and the Grapple, and his tail spin will just keep going in a loop around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: saw that. That was crazy. And, like, the Sigma fights were instantaneously, like over, (laughs) like there was nothing to them. I don't think I've ever been able to hit uh, the Sigma, like the wireframe Sigma head with the Shoryuken. So I'm just not that good at it. You'll get there. I'll get there one of these days. But, um, so that's the any percent, the low percent, um, is not much faster it trogdor has first place on it and it's 35 minutes and 44 seconds and so it's It's so
1: much not faster that it's actually slower
0: oh i'm sorry yeah it is slower my bad i read that wrong
1: thank you
0: um yeah that's which is crazy like (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It's, and if you think about it, yeah, one hit compared to trying to deal with weak. This is against the bosses on the refights. Um, I guess, you know, that's where your time save is.
1: Yeah. And also, they're, I mean, like Xander was saying, the way they maneuver on the levels, they're able to get all the power-ups and stuff without having to re-enter levels, mm-hmm. which is kind of how the game was designed. You're supposed to get the stag dash and then start going back to levels that you were already in. and. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you darn,
1: um darn speed runners.
0: do you guys know why st- um um what's his name um Flame Stag's color changes after you beat him his original design was to, was supposed to be dark blue and i guess they in his stage I, i'm not sure if it's like a palette thing uh with the rest of the level with having all the red lava they needed to make him red there uh but in all of his like official artwork he's blue oh okay and since you fight, when you fight him the second time, his, his flames are blue. Yeah, so I'm yeah. assuming it just has something to do with the the um, restrictions of the color palettes on the levels. That would be my guess. I wasn't able to find anything specific about that. You wanna have, uh, do you guys want to have? Do you want to jump into the music, or do you have anything else to touch on on the main game? No, we can get into music. I'm good with that. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break and listen to uh, a word from one of our partners, and then we'll get into the music. So the music for Mega Man X2 was composed by Yuki Iwai. And Yuki Iwai worked on a handful of other Capcom games, a, primarily worked on Capcom uh, fighting games, such as Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter, Street Fighter 3, The New Generation, Street Fighter Alpha 3, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel Super Heroes, Gargoyle's Quest uh, 2, and Goof Troop oof troop, oof troop. <laughs> uh i don't think yuki eui was the sole composer for any of those games but definitely helped working on them uh yuki e y also worked on mega man x1 specifically chill penguin's theme which is your favorite uh no i think spark mandrel is probably my favorite from the first game oh okay chill penguin's good though uh, so we have a couple of tracks here. The first one we have is the, basically the prologue, uh, and we're gonna run this right into the, the intro stage because I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand. So we'll start with uh, the prologue for Mega Man X2. Unfortunately for me, in my opinion, the soundtrack is all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, it's I like the soundtrack almost better than the first game. Oh, I disagree. I, I think I think the soundtrack in the beginning is really good, and like one of the Sigma stages is great. And then beyond that, it's it's all I mean, it's like memorable tunes, but they just don't have the, the, the song the the structure that some of the other Mega Man X songs have. I feel uh, like I, the 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 soundtrack in this game is is its weak point.
1: I don't know. I think I'm going to say what chops on this one. I think I prefer this soundtrack over the first one.
0: Cause like I, only really enjoy like the intro of the first game and then like maybe one or two other songs. And, and this soundtrack kind of does some homages to that first soundtrack in general. So, um, i don't know that's just my my take on it i i don't hear what you guys are talking about at all the homages <laughs> like I, I just recently got the uh the the soundtrack on vinyl i've been listening to the first three games a lot and even just like listening to the soundtrack yesterday to kind of refresh my memory on on what songs i wanted to pick i couldn't normally there's like a stage theme i'm like this is definitely the one i want to pick and i didn't have that but... Nah, you're you're definitely wrong my opinion's obviously the right one <laughs> when it comes to music choices i, I can't, I, even, I, I can't I, even get I, to that sound without
1: laughing <laughs> i know i'm probably wrong don't worry you're right i'm gonna sw- switch my pick. the first X is nothing better <laughs> yeah I, ended, I understand oh well okay never mind i'm no longer in the minority gear but
0: i understand yeah that's just listening to it like back to back like x1 is significantly better and i think x3 has a, a vastly superior soundtrack to x2 as a whole but It's like, again, not to say that it's a bad soundtrack. It just lacks the the song structure and the complexity that some of the other ones
1: have. All right, Xander, what's the next terrible song we got to play?
0: Well, the next terrible song is interesting because it's it's so good that they reused it. So we're going to listen to uh, Bubble Crab's theme real quick. for you those of you who are fans of mega man x5 first off i'm sorry second off you might recognize that as uh duff mcwayland's theme from his stage what duff McWhalen? that was his name it's a simpsons character no they because they the the translator for x5 his her husband enjoyed the guns and roses so much she changed a lot oh, of the Mavericks' names yeah, to get N' Rose's names. I yeah, she's I a, remember that. And a terrible human being. Uh, the next song we chose is one of, the, probably more of the standout tracks, and this is actually, um, <clears throat> so this is going to be Flame Stag's theme, and uh, Shosugi, who like I mentioned before, was one of the game designers, wanted the st- stage theme cut, but the song was kept due to its popularity among the, the uh, development staff. So I thought we would uh, highlight this one as it is a developer team favorite. stag do you do you like that one so much because it's like grind metal uh it's it's a pretty it's a pretty speed metal type song uh it's it's still not one of my favorites but i just thought it was interesting the you know that it was almost cut but the development team saved it because they liked it so much mm-hmm. terrible soundtrack it's, it's, not, it's not wonderful. Uh, the next song is another situation where uh, it was designed to be something else. This is uh, The Wake of Destruction is the title of the song. And it's uh, the song that plays during the ending of the game. So as you know, X is stare, staring out over the ocean and the destruction of everything going on, this song plays. But this was originally designed to be the song that played as you fought Sigma for the last time. And listening to it, you can kind of hear it has a very similar sound to the very last Sigma fight from X1. Uh, just in the like, if you picture this sped up a little bit as a a battle theme, you can kind of imagine it's it's similar to that. the development team thought that this made much more sense as an ending theme. And I think it, it does for sure. So they altered it a little bit and then, then made it that, but I can still kind of hear that like very epic conclusion yeah. kind of fight. Absolutely. And then the last song that we have is the ending credits theme from the song, which is again, It's a, it's a high point for the soundtrack for sure. Um, so let's check out the credit song. So in, as I'm watching these these go and as I'm getting ready to fade out I, it just occurred to me that almost all of the songs are about 30 second loops. Oh. And I think that's what I think that's one of the things that I I my arguments is, is that they they lack that complexity. Most of the Mega Man songs especially for Mega Man X1 and, and 2 I feel like are at least 45 to a minute long loops. But anyway. uh, just not enough depth for you.
1: Nope. apparently. Nope. I, uh I Sorry love it. That, <laughs> that track really reminds me of like Kirby songs. I don't know, it has like a Kirby feel to it. I can I can hear that a little bit. Yeah.
0: Alright. Any other thoughts on the on the soundtrack or or Mega Man X as a whole before we move on? Nope. No? Where do where would you rank X2 in, in the in the X games? As in the Mega Man X games, not like skateboarding and BMX.
1: The second one you you think it's the second best? For me it goes one, two three. yeah then four five six and seven then eight. So they, they just gradually go down for you basically.
0: I'd say it's third in my opinion. Yeah I think objectively this is, is as far as like mechanics uh, and just the way the game flows, I think this is probably the best game. But it's not my favorite. Uh, I would probably go X one, X three, X two. Yeah, and then X four, and then just continually down the line. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for Mega Max two. I guess we will jump into our retro relapse then. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. So I, I cheated a little bit on this one, guys that's okay i cheat all the time i uh we it was last minute we we're like are we going to do a retro rewind or are we going to do a retro relapse and uh for the sake of keeping things uh from getting stale and being repeated too often i said let's do a retro relapse and i chose operation logic bomb for the super nintendo which is available on the nintendo switch what did you guys think of this one well this game what is made by Jalico, mm-hmm. which can be a hit and miss on their games yes um, sure. Came out in 1993. It's an overhead action game, kind of in the vein of like uh, Castle or, um not Sorry, um, Contra. Yeah, with the shooting aspect to it. Um, I thought it was fine. It was it was decent. It's not something I'd probably if it's a short game and and I got to like stage three or near the end of stage three, maybe stage four. Um, then probably was near the end of it then I might finish it but I just it was an okay game it, w- it wasn't terrible yeah I, I just was randomly I was kind of at a loss for what I wanted to play so I was like alright well let's uh, let's boot up the SNES game see what, what's going on and I thought Operation Logic Bomb that sounds like a dumb game let's see how <laughs> dumb it is and then I started playing it and I was like well, that's not bad and I just kind of kept going and before I knew it I had finished the entire game Yeah. oh wow
1: it's uh, it's kind of fun i uh i enjoyed it it uh it seemed a little repetitive like well, right super away. repetitive yeah because you don't fight fight that many enemies uh, it's like you're doing the same thing you just run around you collect a couple power-ups but the thing though is like contra 3 was already out at this time mm-hmm. so i think by comparison it doesn't you know fit that running gun shooter like hyper there's mode. no running <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I guess there's no running. It is like an overhead like shooter, but it's
0: it's just walking. Like there's no there's no speed to it at all. Yeah. In a Contra game, you get you have a pace and you have like you feel like you need to rush to the end. Yeah. But this game, it just was very meandering.
1: And they're trying to tell a story, but literally no text. No text. Yeah. No so I,
0: nothing behind it.
1: When I booted up again,
0: I think I I played it again this morning, uh, just as a real quick refresher before we did this. Um, there's an intro to the game that I skipped over both times. So I have no idea what the intro is and all of the flashbacks that they're trying to get you to tell, there's no text. You just have to kind of figure out based on what's happening on the screen. And when you finish the game, it's the same thing. <laughs> you beat the final boss. And then all of a sudden it shows your character outside of the, of the facility standing on a cliff as games did back in the nineties. And then the credits just start rolling. Yeah. So I have Dang. no idea what the plot of the game is. I don't. Know. I'm assuming that there's. It was a laboratory and something got out of a, hand. I have it up right here. If you'd like me to read let it, let me let me just keep guessing and you tell me how far off I am. You're you're probably in a laboratory and a of a uh, some sort of organism comes through and starts uh, infecting the the uh, robots and whatnot that are in the laboratory and you have to fight them back. Am I wrong? Um. Yes. Good. Tell me what the what the plot is. A group of people have joint ambitions to establish an unprecedented scientific theory. They called it the crystalline substance transfer theory in dimensional physics. It's a real long title. Uh, this helped to accomplish the rapid progress in recent years and the fear of leaks of confidential material is a huge expense that the leaders cannot possibly afford. As a result, all the research, research was done on expansive grounds in a nationally sponsored facility that was built behind the rocks. However, because the near future also demands practical research, the people lost contact with the scientists working at the facility. Defense forces are immediately dispatched to an elite survey of troops. A sky reconnaissance plane was shot down last, forcing the area to go to a state of emergency so i basically nailed it yeah it it just you have (laughs) to escape you have to liberate a scientific facility futuristic stuff interdimensional physics with monsters um, robots things like that
1: when the first cutscene popped up i didn't even know it was a cutscene i thought it was like something else And i was like pressing all the buttons thinking i had to do something
0: yeah same here and then, like, all the text is all jarbled or, or what? no language that yeah. means anything. It like doesn't scanning. make any sense. And then, like, I thought it was cool that you get the two different weapons in the, in the beginning. And then, like, and then I got bored because I only used the spread because I could hit guys without being in their path of their bullets. So, yes. Yeah. So, the the linear shot does does more damage faster. So, that's, that's the point of that. You eventually get a shot that will ricochet off the walls that you need to solve some puzzles with. You get a flamethrower that will, like, go around corners. And I think that's... Does it. the Y it's... button ever do anything? Uh, yeah, so there are two power-ups for the Y button that you get, I don't know, 20 minutes before you finish the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of them sets out a decoy so that the, the enemies will attack that and you can, like, freely run around and, and shoot them. And then another one is like a mine that's used to blow up one wall and that's it. That's so dumb. Yeah. And maybe you can use it to fight the enemies. I just, I, it was not as utili- utilitarian as the, uh, the decoy. So yeah, I'd say overall this game took me maybe two hours to finish. And that was with me just bumbling through trying to find the stuff. So I can imagine speed runs are super short for this. Oh, okay. I bet they are. What do you give it on the abyss scales, Andrew? Uh, I was like I said, I was surprised at how much I actually enjoyed the game. I would probably give it, uh well, like a five, a little above average. Okay.
1: I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to go back and finish it, so I'll give it that. That I kind of have the desire to beat it. So I'll give it a four out of eight. What about you, Chops?
0: I'm going to give it a three because I have no desire to play it. It was just under average in my opinion. Um, there's a lot better running gun or shoot 'em up games you can play on the SNES. For sure. If you if you yeah. have the uh, the Switch and you have the online, um, the Nintendo online, and you have this anyway, if you got some time to kill, it's not a bad game, but you have so many other games that are way better than it.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Well put.
0: Well, that leads us into our bracket matchup for this week, which is nothing because we are waiting for the results of the uh, of the last bracket before we can move on, right? So we're waiting sure. for the the finale or are we waiting for the results of the
1: finale we are waiting for the second part of the finale so like the finale is next week right so we're waiting for the results of one of the final four that's right yes so uh
0: so far we know at the time of recording we know that it could be castlevania 2 it could be super mario brothers it could be super mario world yep but who knows beyond that (laughs)
1: I'm going to guess Super Mario Brothers 2. I think that, that one's currently ahead.
0: I'm going to guess Super Mario World.
1: Oh, I mean the whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing, I'm I'm hoping it's a Castlevania Super Mario World fight. It yeah. It'll be interesting from there. I don't uh, Either one could win. They're both great songs. The important thing is that Chops is out of the brick.
0: <laughs> so are you. No, I'm not. Castlevania is my song, my friend. It is? Yep. At oh, this I, thought point, it was, I thought it was uh craig's right now it's it's uh one song from me uh two songs from glitch i think yeah and then the other uh, the last one is is craig oh i hope you lose, hope you lose th- at bad. this point it may have already yeah that's possible we'll find out soon oh, i hope you lose so bad <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's uh, that's it. This episode's going to be a little bit short because we don't have our, our final bracket, but uh, we do appreciate you guys listening. And if you like what you hear, you do have the option to uh, support us a little bit more get some access to some cool stuff by joining our Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash Media. Uh, you can jump on for one dollar, which gets you the state of the Zilla show uh, a monthly show where we just random members of gamezilla will talk about whatever they want. It also gets you votes uh, extra votes on our brackets so if you aren 't already familiar with that, you can get an extra vote on discord or uh, on Patreon for our weekly brackets. Uh, you can also support us with the five dollar point, and what does that get you
1: That will get you bonus shows from everything on gamezilla media. So we're a network here. We have five different unique shows. Uh, We have the GameZilla podcast, Noiseland Arcade, which is Simpsons, last action podcast for action movies, Uh, Noobs and Dragons, which is our DM, and then, of course, us here at Legend Retro. But we all have our bonus shows. We talk about additional stuff. So every month you get one show from all five of those on the GameZilla Media Network. Um, We want to thank our two newest patrons. Uh, So we have Ryan Angelo Santo, uh, who joined, and then Todd, Dr. Honeycutt, uh, Dr. Honeycomb, uh, Doctor who joined uh, just recently. So we want to thank you both for joining. Uh, we really appreciate it. And then also jump on our Discord. We have a Discord. If you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you can join that. The link is there on the page. We chat all day long. We queue up for games. Where we find gaming deals. Uh, so definitely jump in there, chat with us. We're we're always happy to talk to new fans.
0: Yep. That's also got to uh, give alerts to our streaming. I've been doing a lot of streaming lately at twitch.tv slash Zando Calrissian. If you want to watch some retro stuff or actually at this point, I think I'm doing all Resident Evil because we're coming up at the time of recording. It's September 26th, two days from now, September 28th, which of course is when Resident Evil 3 takes place. And I'm just going to go through all the Resident Evils for as long as I can. Yep. and nice. you
1: And you reshare your Facebook post. Yep. Yeah, for the
0: for the past eleven years or so, I think I've been doing it pretty strong. <laughs> but uh, anything else we want to touch on, Chops? You got anything else you want to say before we uh, we go aside from the fact you want me kicked out of the the bracket? Yeah, um, I want Xana to lose horribly, but also. Um, Tell your friends to join Patreon in the five dollar level so that oh, we yeah. can have the glitch rap. <laughs> he made a bet that if we could get uh, three five dollar patrons, that um, he would rap to the Tigress from Gauntlet Legends, and uh, this needs to happen.
1: Doctor Honeycomb happen. joined for that reason.
0: So join at five dollars. Tell us that's why you did it, and let's hear Tony rap. Exactly.
1: Boom, ticka, boom.
0: Is that is that rap going to be a Patreon exclusive, or is that going to be for no, it
1: no, it's be, a, yeah. no, it's Patreon exclusive. The patrons had to join. So if you uh, want to hear that rap, you got to become a patron.
0: Well, there may be some some controversial leaking uh, going on <laughs> amongst the media groups. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. All I'll right. be a whistleblower. Good enough. Well, like we said, do jump in the Discord. Let us know what you think about the uh, the Mega Man X Two soundtrack. Am I crazy, or is Chops right? I don't think that's the case. But anyway, let us know. And uh, we will catch you next time when When the legend legend
1: continues. continues.